Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to recap the 4-3 to Detroit Red Wings overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes thanks to Lucas Raymond's overtime winner. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Scotty, you are ridiculous. (laughs) Why am I not even allowed to to do a cold open without without your shenanigans? You're definitely normalizing. You you love my shenanigans. You love my shenanigans. It it, it, it brings uh, troublemaker was. uh, I had a. I can't even count. I had a lot of teachers define me as that to my parents growing up. Yes. (laughs) It's a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> yep, just like that. Yep. Uh, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Scotty's also host over at Lockdown Tigers. Finner, Finner off. Yeah, maybe. Lockdown will they? Tigers. Will they? Will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? Won't yeah, it's they. been a yeah, it's, it's been a right stressful now. time over at Lockdown Tigers. For those who listen to both, it's been a it's been a stressful time. Well, at least the Detroit Red Wings could provide you with a little bit of relief. They did. They made um, my night better. I was in not a very good mood for a majority of the day and afternoon. Then the Wings came on and and uh, provided me with a little little uh, little boost to my evening. In, it was uh, good. Put you in at least just an okay mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Red Wings won over the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 to three at Little Caesars Arena. They uh, outshot the Carolina Hurricanes 41-30, uh, like heavily outshot the Carolina Hurricanes at the end of OT. It was a close one all the way throughout, though. Uh, it, it was really – it's kind of the Detroit Red Wings. This, is, this was a very stereotypical Detroit Red Wings game where uh, the, out, uh, the offense outperformed the defense just enough to get the victory. Um, Nedeljkovic had a, I guess let's start with Nedeljkovic. Uh, he got the start in net after we were debating back and forth on who would get the start yesterday. And he got the start in net, and it was a nice bounce-back performance by him after letting in too many goals against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday. Uh, three goals against on, what, 31, 32 shots on net. 30, exactly, actually. So, you know, save percentage of exactly 900. A nice bounce-back performance by Nedeljkovic, especially with all three of their goals in this game came in high danger scoring areas. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I, I, I really liked last episode, by the way, that, that you were able to, to pull up kind of the shot chart thing. So we can, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can get through that. I think that's a cool visual for people that are able to watch on YouTube, but um, the, the, well, there you go. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the offense was, was significantly well, the offense was good. I mean, we scored seven last game, right? But it was yeah. a lot of weak goaltending that kind of led to that as we talked about. This was this was a productive and not only productive, but consistent offense. The entire game was consistently getting pressure. I mean, they got off to a little bit of a slow start. Like uh, I, and I'm, I'm by that I mean, you know, the first three, four minutes of the game. And then from minute like sixteen on through overtime, it was pretty consistent pressure. Sands power plays, of course, because why would that make sense? Um, and and it's it's proven here 
the uh the on the flip side the defense i actually i mean you talked about how much we we outshot them and uh when when you're looking at at shots on net for the for the canes the first two periods it was actually pretty solid and we were kind of holding them i was pleasantly surprised by how effective the defense was in the first two periods and then the third period rolled around and it was right back to uh to square one it was right back to just complete swiss cheese well, uh, that's, defense on that. that's where Carolina scored two of their goals and they had a, right. they had 11, I'll pull it back up again here for, for those watching on YouTube, they had 11 high danger shots against. And I mean, that's just, you know, you have enough shots against in that area. Eventually you're going to score. So here are your high danger shots against, uh, they score on three of them. Plug the website made again. A natural stat trick. Nadelkovich made eight of eight saves at medium danger and nine of nine saves at low danger. So he's, he was in this game, he was making the saves he was supposed to make. And he made the majority of the saves in high danger areas where he made. And if you can scroll back up to the heat map, you know, you can see at five, at all situations here at the three of their goals came in high danger scoring areas. So Nadelkovich did his job tonight and it was a nice bounce back performance from him. Thing that was the difference in this game is while the other team continues to get lots of high danger scoring chances, is the offense finally um, outweighed the bad defense in that the Red Wings took advantage of their opportunities in front of the net to bury them. They didn't have, like against Toronto, we talked about how they were having goals from all over the place. Look at where it's centralized in the in Detroit's heat map. All four of their goals came right in the slot in high-danger scoring areas. That's where you need your offense to thrive if we're going to win. I mean, Antti Ranta had a solid game in this. He made 27 saves in this game. And, and, you know, he faced 15 high-danger shots against. So Carolina's defense wasn't all that much better, and that, that's, that, that's what it was, is the usual suspects for the Red Wings came up, showed up, and scored with an extra little bit of extra depth help. And that's how the Red Wings win games. They're back to 500, and this is why they're a 500 team, is because they're good, just slightly outweighs the bad. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point now where if, if the defense can even be competent for, like, a period and a half, we're probably going to win. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, and and that's really exciting for the future because I mean, if we, that, that, that shows us that if we can get some more pieces defensively and get some, uh, uh, even decent defensive core going, I mean, this is going to be a really effective, really damn good team. But for now it's, it's at the point where the, the defense struggles so much that when, uh, on a normal defensive night, it's going to be a high-scoring game most likely, and if we can even get a period or two of decent defensive play out of this team, that that we're going to be able to to win. I mean, uh, uh, more games than not. Also, a, a correction too is, um, Anthony Ranta made forty-one saves in this game. The thirty he faced were at five-on-five five alone. All situations he faced forty-one saves, only let four goals in. He was good tonight. He was the reason why they were in this game. It's the Detroit Red Wings top line of, you know, Dylan Larkin, uh, Lucas Raymond, and whoever they threw up on there. At one point it was Vlad. At one point it was Burt tonight. Yep. Showed up and played. And then, you know, Carter Rowney also scoring that goal. Two game goal streak, Carter Rowney, baby. He knows He's the nice trade, with it. trade deadline's coming up. He recognizes I want two that. firsts, nothing less. I tweeted <laughs> it. Less. I want two firsts. I'm not even answering the phone if it's less than two firsts. And that's how Steve Eiserman fleeces people. He says, okay, you want you want this depth score? 
two firsts. You want Carter Rowney? And you're not willing to give up two firsts. Carter Rowney, who had an expected goals for percentage of 60 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. You want less than two firsts? Not happening. Get not out happening. of my face with that. <laughs> but no, it was it was it was very much a Detroit Red Wings style game this season. But it was a nice bounce back game. You know, you just had two tough losses against two very good opponents. You had another very good the Carolina Hurricanes are first in their division, and they are stacked from top to bottom as well in goal scoring talent. Um you know, they got guys such as dot, 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 dot. Um, the Hurricanes are yeah. really, really no, good. You're team. good. You're good. I got it up. I got it up. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure I got read the stats correct. But yeah, Sebastian Ajo's got 56 and 50. You got Andre Svechnikov, who's got 50 and 50. You got Tugo Teravainen, who's got 44 and 48. So they're a team that's got lots of scoring depth who are at ab- above at or just below point per game and that's why they're first in the metropolitan division they have of- i think they have the second most points in hockey yeah no they're they are very good this season and on yeah. top of the fantastic goaltending i mean this game might they might not have won this game if, Fre- if frederick anderson had started but they started their backup in anthony ranta who did play great but you know frederick anderson's got a 930 save percentage this year he's he's very much in the conversation for the vesna so while the Red Wings caught a little bit of a break, I mean, it was a nice bounce back performance that their offense came up, showed up and shelled anti Ranta because regardless of who's in that, that goaltender was facing 41 saves. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, the, the, I think the most impressive part for me with the offense was how consistent it was. Oh yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. It was, it was, it, a much I mean, it was game. consistent pressure the entire game. I think the first few minutes of that game, Carolina was in the Detroit Red Wings zone like pretty consistently, but as soon as they got that first power play, and they had a pretty good power play to start the game off, and then had it followed up by a really bad one. Uh, but they had a very pretty good power play to start the game. You know, it really kind of set the tone. It was, uh, whoa. They did. <laughs> it was, uh, no, the, 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 first, the first power play was, was they didn't score, like you said, but it, I mean, it was, what, we had four shots, I think. I think we had four shots on net in uh, in the first power play alone, and then we followed that up with another power play like two minutes later and got not a single shot off. So that that was nice, but the first one was great. Yeah, there were a lot of opportunities. I was I was walking my way down to the coop, walking my at, way downtown at Little right. Caesars Arena, and in the concourse, uh, there is a there's there's the speakers obviously that have Ken Daniels and the Valley Sports feed playing over the top when. You just, so you can hear the play-by-play when you're on the concourse. And that's when the power play happened. I just kept hearing scoring chance after scoring chance after scoring chance. I'm like, of course, you know, I'm outside the, you know, I'm on the concourse right now, not being able to watch the game. But it was, it was, it was, you could tell just by the way Ken Daniels was saying it, like opportunities were happening and they just weren't capitalizing on it. And it was good to see. And I think that, I think that set them up for success, much like, in the game against Toronto, the Nylander goal set them up for failure. Like it is really all, I mean, you can obviously regroup in the intermissions, but getting off on the right foot is so important. You know what else gets you off on the right foot? Bet online. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Dude. That was a beautiful setup. Fucking. Ooh. Oh, Oh, I dropped the F bomb. Oh no. What are we doing? <laughs> Football you? might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Bet online. Where the game starts. Yeah, you didn't hear me swear there? No. I, I, I literally, I that entire the, break, uh, I was like, did I just drop the F-bomb? I don't even remember saying it. No, it was me. I dropped it. <laughs> oh, okay, Whoops. Okay. Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, so, yeah, Scani. Offense played much better in this game, uh, producing yes. goals, which is how you win hockey games. Uh, if you look Hashtag at the stat- analysis. <laughs> That's what we do around here. <laughs> uh, if you look at the individual hockey stat card, though, because another thing we like to use is hockeystatcards.com. Oh, you see, beautiful. Follow, follow them on Twitter, man. Follow them on Twitter. This is the impact card that each individual player had. First of all, stand out, Jordan Osterley. Scotty. What an offensive performance by Osterley. And I, I think part of it, too, is um, it, this is the offensive. This is the impact the player has above average. So it's a little skewed to, like, Osterley is a player you don't expect to have an imp- impact, so his, his projected impact is lower. So when he goes above that, he's going to be at the top for his impact. And he he, he made it a phenomenal pass. Yeah, to that Michael pass Rasmussen holds a lot breaking. of weight, I'm sure. And that and you're right. And like you also pointed out, he had a couple nice shots. He had a good game overall. He Looks had a, he had a, a few top. clappers. I don't even yeah. know if any. I don't remember if any of them were even on net. I guess, but I mean, he was he he had a few rifles from the blue line for sure. Yeah, so he had a positive impact um, offensively of. 1.51 and a individual impact of 0.82 yes. the but, middle blue is offense the dark dark blue is defense and the light blue is individual and as and, you can tell all of the defense is in the negative and all of the offense is even more positive than the defense is negative which is why we won tonight <laughs> yeah and that's exactly my point that's why this is the the pinnacle of Detroit Red Wings in 2021-2022 is that their defense is almost always a negative impact for every, like even Moritz Sider on here had a negative defensive impact of 0.91. But when you combine his offensive impact of 0.53 and his miscellaneous individual impact of 0.83, he had a positive impact that outweighs his negative impact. The, and that's how it two, is with uh, every single player. I can't read that fine of print. Who are the two uh, the two positive or three positive defenders in the game? That is Adam Ernie, Sam Gagne, and Vladislav Nemestnikov. Actually, the Adam Ernie one, Adam Ernie and Sam Gagne one makes sense. Um, the fourth line. Yeah, they they played great. And Carter Rowney, again, got that goal. Goal they, streak. That's two games in a row that the, the fourth line has actually been a positive asset all the way around uh, for this team. Like in that game against Toronto, in the game where you let up 10 goals, their go- expected goals for percentage was above 50 by like 10 whole points. Like the fourth line has been surprisingly good. You know who else played good? And I, I, I let me go back over the stat cards and see if this backs me up. But I feel like Joe Valeno, who his negative defense, defensive in, uh, impact was outweighed his offensive impact. So he's down here on this list. But watching him play today, I felt I definitely feel that confidence, man. He made a couple nice plays. I think in, he made uh, a couple the, of really nice plays. At he, the end he of the third the, period, uh, he almost had a chance. Well, he he uh, sauced it over to Fabry. But yeah, him him and Fabs had that had that uh, had that breakaway thing. Yeah, and he he no, he had another chance that breakaway thing. He had a. It was a crazy. It was it, yeah. It was looked like a track meet. No, he he had another chance too. Yeah, um, uh, in the around the same time. Yeah, no, he, I, I, I think offensively 
not only this game, but over the last week, really, since he got called back up most recently, I think he's been uh, a lot more confident on the offensive end um, and has been, I, I think one of the reasons for it is he's been more, uh, I don't want to say flashy, but like he's trying stuff. Like he's, he's been a lot more. Yeah. What's that confidence? Uh, you feel uh, Right. A lot less stale. Like he's trying some stuff. He, he's been a, he's been a little, little flashier, a couple of nice passes, a couple of, of, of really unique shots um ever since getting called up yeah you can definitely see the confidence come back yeah and it's also really nice to see a guy like dylan larkin who has been so good for the red wings this season go back out there and immediately you know the team goes down late in the third period three to two and you think okay well it was nice while it lasted and i was i was at that point scotty my mindset had pivoted to okay now we talk about the fact that the team has lost three in a row. They are far behind Boston. That, you talked about it before we had started recording. The Red Wings had that week off. Boston played all those games that they had in hand. And, and they won all of them. Whew, they, they Liter- not, not like, oh, like they won all, like literally have won five, like won all of them. Won every yeah. single game they had in hand on us, yes. So when Carolina They're went up, up, what, 12, 14 points on us yeah, now in ridiculous. the standings? Yeah. And so when Carolina went up three to two late in the game, I was like, okay, well now, Scotty, I need to start changing the narrative here. And that it, it this may be the right move for the Red Wings. It's like they, they play entertaining games, but lose because you're not going to make the playoffs regardless. And I still don't think they are. I mean, like you said, Boston's so far up there. Um, losing games now might be beneficial for the future. You get a higher draft pick and you know, you get sick and tired of saying that I'm tired of, you know, tanking that this is a tanking year, but now you start thinking ahead to the draft, getting as high of a pick as possible. And that's what I was going to come in here and say, if they had lost today's game and then Dylan Larkin stole the puck off the defender, went forehand backhand over the glove of anti Ranta top shelf, Extends his point streak Top to 10 shelf, straight baby. games. Mama keeps the peanut points. butter. 18 points in that 10-game stretch. Crazy. Dude, I, he's clutch. He is clutch factor personified. He's the captain. He's the captain of the Detroit Red Wings, baby. Yeah, like what? what is there else to say about Dylan Larkin at this point besides the fact that he's the captain and that's what he does? I mean, he he has been and continues to be unreal this entire season, and it feels like you know, at the start of the season, we talked a lot about, you know, how he's been playing so much better. And, like, since the start of the season, he's continued to get better. He Right now, he sits at 56 points in 49 games played. He's a solid seven points above a point per game. And his statistic, statistically speaking, he's in an incredible, uh, like, I think they put a stat up during the game that he leads – He's tied for first in the league in what was it? End-to-end rush goals or something like that with Connor McDavid. Again, another little cherry pick stat, but like these cherry pick stats reflect like, yeah, he's up there. Still top three and five on five, I think. Yeah, and top five on five goals. His goals overall, I think he's in the top 10 still. Like, yeah, he's not your top one, two, three player yet. Uh, when it comes to your 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 guys getting totals of points. Keep giving him talent, see what happens. Or just keep watching him. Like he's doing it. Oh, yeah. No, he's I mean, he's facilitating still, most of the time. Still only 25 years old. Yeah. Um, he's but growing. As he continues to grow and and it's at a great time because this team is going to only get better and better. Keep keep giving him, keep surrounding him with talent. See what happens, baby. Yeah. It's, he's definitely been a major bright spot for this team going forward. Um, 
You know what else is a major bright spot? <laughs> Your car after you take it to rockauto.com. Ah, ah! With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. God dang it. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts st- store to stock all the parts you ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait and while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Auto, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to and go explore their easy-to-use website today, today to find the solutions for your auto parts needs and prove that none of that was a bunch of jumbo. Like if you go and check out their website, you're going to find out that they're they're telling the truth. It's going to be learn. cheaper you're to do it learn. this way than just to go to like a dealership. Uh, so go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. In there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Uh Scotty. Brian. Lucas Raymond scored the overtime winner. That was pretty cool, huh? Woo wee! Woo! Aye aye. Yeah, no, it was sick. That whole play uh, was uh sick. That whole power play was pretty the whole awesome. overtime outside of we're always good for giving up one. Just like beautiful chance in overtime, True. and 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 it's it's been saved quite a bit. We have we've been, we've been decent in OT, but um, I feel like when we lose in overtime, we lose like twenty seconds into OT because they <laughs> always the other team always just has some like like beautiful chance right at the beginning of uh, of overtime, and then the rest yeah. of OT honestly usually goes pretty well. And what two breakaways in overtime, Red Wings? Yeah, yeah, crazy. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was it was the the last what forty five seconds, last minute was all wings, just in in Carolina's zone the entire time, uh, passing the puck around. I, I was I was kind of worried. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and it ended up working. So, like, I, I guess I'm the idiot, but no, I, I, mean, I I was clipping that all right. All right, calm down. <laughs> class, class, everybody calm down. Uh, but but no, I I I thought that maybe they were a little too stagnant and too selective. Like there were there was 30 seconds left in overtime. Maybe it's just my hatred for the shootout. I was like, come on, like rifle off some damn shots. We don't need like I don't I don't want to go to I don't want to go to I don't want to go to a shootout, but they, they they stayed patient with it and kept moving around and, and cider to Larkin and then Larkin did a did a try to pass that didn't get through got the puck back tried a shot like it, it was it ended up being really effective and and I was uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the entire like I said last forty five seconds to a minute was really dominated by the Wings offense. Well, and so it's a really dumb penalty that the Carolina Hurricanes took in really dumb too many men really dumb. You, you can't take that penalty, especially in overtime, because you're I mean, you're going to be down four to four on three. And the Red Wings put their let's face it, their four best players yep. on the ice at the same time. I mean, you had Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, and so, like you that that's the dream team. That, yeah, that, that's what you want. Those are the four best guys, and it worked out perfectly in that. You know, obviously they had all the tra- chances that you just described to everyone, but that that final goal sequence. Larkin and Sider on the blue line. 
Larkin gets the puck, passes it across the cider. And here's the thing that was the most beautiful about that play. And, you know, I'm a little biased towards cider because, you know, I'm, you know, from defenseman to defenseman, I just love the hat. It's a little good defense. It makes me so happy. On the blue line, Moritz Cider looked at Dylan Larkin. So everyone sees the eye line that Moritz Cider has taken. He's looking at more Dylan Larkin. So people are thinking he's going to go back across the blue line to Dylan Larkin. Instead, basically Matthew Stafford, no look past this puck down to the slot cross ice to Tyler Bertuzzi, who I can't, I'm not really sold sure if he was trying to take a shot that just got deflected or if he intentionally passed it across the crease to Lucas Raymond, but it found its way to Lucas Raymond across the crease and Frederick Anderson had no chance and Lucas Raymond buried it. And now Lucas Raymond, I believe is tied for tied for first all time in Red Wings history for overtime goals as a rookie, which is only two. So it's like kind of like a it's an all-time Red Wings record, baby. It's Who still cares? Long. He's tied with Anthony Mantha and, well, Moritz Sider. So <laughs> I would say pretty good company to be in, right? You know, Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond in the same wheelhouse? I would say. I would say so, yeah. No, it, it, and he's back to uh, pretty comfortably leading NHL rookies in points again. And that's something too we got to talk about is he he cooled off for a while there, but he he has begun. He's, back up. He, he's been heating back up. You know he's got four points in the last two games. He obviously had two goals and an assist against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I think four they said he had. Uh, I think they I think they said on the broadcast he's got like seven or eight in his last eight. Yeah, I'm actually looking at this right now. He's got one, <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. You know he goes he gets a, a point for point or two in two or three straight games. Goes cold for two games and gets a point. Like he's he's pretty consistently been even while he was cold. He was pretty consistently a half point per game player, which as a rookie is still fantastic. I mean, you can get a rookie who plays eighty two games and scores forty one points. I mean, that's a really good rookie. I mean, this is a nineteen year old kid who's got what forty some point forty three points now. He's over, so he's guaranteed to finish the season over half point per game at this point. Like that's that crazy. is phenomenal as a rookie. That's crazy, yeah. And he's that's just unbelievable. Good. I love. Yeah, it was still quite a, quite a lot of games uh, left to play too. Yeah, so I it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this pans out for Lucas Raymond in the long run. See if he can continue to stay hot. He now has 16 goals. I mean, you're we're talking about overall point totals, but you're looking at a guy who's going to get 20 goals his rookie season. Like that's that's so good. Nasty. Twenty goals, at least thirty assists. He's gonna he's Razor. gonna eclipse fifty points probably. He's Razor he's, baby. Yeah, dude. It, it, he's been good. He's been good. That's not even good. He's been great. Yeah, it's been great. Absolutely. He provided provide him and uh, Mo provided some unreal content on Twitter. Too. Oh yeah. Video, yeah. Video Let's talk about hilarious. that real quick. Hysterical. Hysterical, man. The after credit scene though. I love my after credit scenes. Yeah. No, they they're, they're just like you can very clearly tell that they're like <laughs> very close friends, and uh, the, the, those videos, man, we need the Mojo Show as as long as we can, as long as we possibly can. We need to keep that rolling. Well, when we talk about, so we always talk about the things that like this team has going for going forward, like the youth and the skill, personality, personality, which I think goes hand in hand with culture. I mean, if you have a culture in the locker room of lighthearted, fun, like let's just play the game we love, I think that's just going to foster success. I mean, it, obviously they're going to—they're taking it seriously too. But more exciter settings, like I just go out there and I have fun. I go out there and play the game that I love. That's my game. If you can foster an environment in the locker room of having fun, 
then they're going to have fun on the ice and having fun on the ice is going to translate the W's. And like, that's not a, a one for one ratio, but it, it's important because if your locker room's not having fun, then they're not going to be performing on the ice either. And having a guy like Lucas Raymond and a guy like Moritz Sider and a guy like Joe Valeno, who's clearly having the fun too. these young guys who, you know, maybe aren't jaded by the league yet in in your locker room, bringing the joy is going to bring the joy for the rest of the team. And here they sit at 500. Here they sit at 500, man. And, and you know, again, we've said it a lot this season, but even, even when the, 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 we lose a few games in a row and, and the defense looks how the defense looks and everything. And you're like, damn, like this kind of sucks. You just got to remember if, if somebody told you before opening night that Raymond was going to be over half a point, Cider was going to be the Calder favorite, and you were going to be 500, and, and Larkin was going to be over a point a game, and and we were going to be over 500, you would jump up and down and say, yes, please give me that this season. Like no. this is we, – we, we need to – for perspective purposes, we got to remember that. No, you 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 are 100% right. And it, you could even spin the negativity on this team as a silver lining too. You look at the defense is horrible, but they're 500 with a defense that's this bad. So, you take that defensive core in the offseason right. and you find pieces like a Klingberg that can help solidify it. You're basically almost guaranteed a button above 500 record next year and competing for a playoff spot. I mean, like you said, who at the start of the season would have said that in March? This team was a 500 team. I didn't say that. It's incredible. Yeah, no one no one did, yeah. So the fact that our biggest problem is defense, and it's bad, guys. The defense is bad. It's rough. And the depth scoring in a lot of cases, is it doesn't help either. They've been better lately, but a lot of times you still, that three three and four line, you know, you're still struggling getting offense from. But, the, the, but besides that, despite that, rather, they're still a 500 hockey team in March. I mean, that speaks volumes about the direction this team is headed. Like, they shore up that a little bit, and now all of a sudden you're a playoff contender. Like, this team is on the cusp, guys. And it's so... Games like tonight, even when you see the good and the bad at play, games like tonight still remind you, like, here we go. Here we go. Next season's going to be a movie. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Scotty, any final thoughts? Um, blame the owners, not the players, and we ball. Uh, 100% agree on both those things. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodin and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back with a new, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, I got to work two straight concerts. So there might be a day off in the future here, either uh, Thursday or Friday's episode. So uh, don't don't be surprised if there, there's a skipped episode at some point this week. Fair warning, because I got Journey followed by Tool, which are both going to be 14 and a half hour days. But we're back with another episode this week. At least two more episodes this week. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs>